0: Welcome to Ana High, the show about the intersections of cannabis, design, culture, and lifestyle. I'm your host, Donna Bishop. And I'm your host, Michelle Bilodeau. Ana High is produced and distributed by Business of Cannabis, the award winning media
1: company that provides insight into the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. Find out more about Business of Cannabis at businessofcannabis.ca.
0: Hello. How you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to having Ellie Mae in the studio today because she is like fashion designer legit. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of going back to the on a high roots of yeah. the intersection of fashion and cannabis.
1: She I, I love her aesthetic. She's very um funky. A lot of retro kind of inspiration but really great blazers and suiting for women and then also really soft dresses she just she runs the gamut of really cool
0: girl stuff 100 percent. and there's definitely like a a sophisticated slouchiness almost mm-hmm. to a lot of her a lot of her designs where it's oversized but it doesn't look like you're wearing something that wasn't made for you and when I think of her, I think of not just her uh, affection for vintage, mm-hmm. but um, a real like knits and textures and even in the warmer months, a coziness.
1: Yeah, like you just want to grab stuff and roll around in it or put it on and just hunker down.
0: And she's been she's been in the industry for quite some time. Mm-hmm. She's a CAFA-nominated Women's Wear Designer of the Year Award nominee. Um, she's had lots of celebrities wear yeah. her stuff. Yeah, so the
1: Hadid sisters, uh, Mila Kunis, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. She kind of has a long list of people who have worn her stuff. And her studio in downtown Toronto sees lots of influencers. Like I know the Rebel Mamas have had a relationship with her.
0: Um, yeah, she's got uh, she's got some cool stuff going on. And I think the fashion industry, just like... Maybe just like the cannabis industry, that is fueled on creativity and, and entrepreneurship, um, people have to really think out of the box. To sound cliched about how to keep their brand alive and, and mm-hmm. relevant, and, and I'm looking forward to talking to her about how collaborations are a part of that.
1: Yeah, and so she collaborated with uh, a Toronto-based design firm. So the it's called Kofo, and they're in the furniture arena. Um, and her collaboration is really cool. They did a dube tube. They did a really awesome ashtray that I need to get my hands on because I find the ashtray that I have the second I put my joint down, it's just rolling all over the place. But the ashtray that they've designed, there's like one slot for your joint, and it just it looks chic, but
0: it also looks
1: actually really practical for me anyway.
0: And their grinder is really beautiful, too, the way it's got this uh, beautiful wood exterior mm-hmm. and then the brass on the inside. So a lot of consideration for things that are very pretty.
1: Yes, very thoughtful design, which, you know, we talk about how much we appreciate that quite often on this
0: podcast. (laughs) Indeed. So without further ado, let's bring her in. And we have Ellie May in the studio today. Welcome, Ellie. Hello. So before we get into the collab that you've done, can you tell us a little bit about you and your brand up until today?
2: So we are Ellie Mae. We are a direct-to-consumer brand. We specialize in what we like to call casual luxury. And we take an unapologetic approach to people's individuality. Hmm. I love it. And you've had some
1: pretty amazing women spotted out in your your wares, the Hadid sisters, uh, the first lady of Canada, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. Um, what kind of an impact does ce- a celebrity wearing your brand have on
2: a small Canadian brand? Yeah, we've been very fortunate to have some awesome people wear our clothes. Um, the impact is, it's exactly what you think it will do. It's great awareness. It puts your name a little bit more on the map than it was before. And I just think it sparks interest on a broader audience that we can't always reach.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so can you tell us how your collaboration with Kofo came about?
2: that was that was so organic, how it happened. Um, we both opened up at the stacked market that's made out of shipping containers at mm-hmm. Bathurst and Front. And it was really sparked over a, a joint, <laughs> just talking about kind of how we both ended up there. And they make beautiful, beautiful furniture, and it's all made in Canada. And we wanted to take a small step in like the cannabis direction, and we had asked them if they would help manufacture it. And it manufacturing became a partnership. And they have such a great design aesthetic. So we kind of just put our two brains together and ended up making some cool product together. What about being a
0: fashion brand? Or maybe it's not because you're a fashion brand. Maybe it's just because of of you and, and your brain and your strategic mind. But what made a cannabis collab
2: something that made sense for you? I think... Because cannabis for me personally has always helped with my creative process and seeing the pipes and the bongs and the papers that have been out there. I think just naturally when you see that kind of stuff, you imagine it looking a little bit differently and it felt like an organic step and a different kind of creative outlet, which I always feel like I'm looking for.
1: (laughs) Do you find that the Ellie Mae customer would be the customer for this collab, or did you kind of put on a different hat when you were thinking about who would buy this product?
2: I think it was a little bit of both. I definitely think we hoped that our customer would appreciate it. And because our woman appreciates, I feel, the finer things when it comes to details of clothes, we found that the details that we put into our cannabis accessories would be something that they would appreciate. But I also knew that through these cannabis products, we would maybe find a different customer as well. So mm-hmm. I thought we would maybe be coming at it from two different points. What's the response been like? It's been really nice. Better than I I could have imagined Maybe because it's a new venture, so you, you always go into it extremely humble. Um, it's been great for new customers as well. I think it's gotten people in to our store that would have never come in before. So it's great for both the cannabis accessories and our actual clothing. Are there conversations that
0: have? Uh, it's so hard not to be punny. Have been sparked, <laughs> right? Um, as a as a result of this collab, like I think there's a natural though unexpected partnership between fashion and cannabis. Michelle and I have talked mm-hmm. with many many guests about that. Is that something that clients are mentioning as
2: well, or what are the conversations that are having are happening? I feel like it's more internal. I don't know if it's. I feel like all of those conversations that happen are internal, like in our office and everyone that works there. I find that the people in the creative space want something like that. But I would be lying if I feel like I heard all of our clients out there say that that's something that they were missing. Mm. And
1: you guys landed on three accessories in particular, the dube tube, the ashtray. And the little pipe? The wobble the, grinder. The wobble grinder, sorry. <laughs> um, what? Why did you hone in on those three in particular?
2: I think it was definitely like a, a selfish starter kit, for <laughs> sure. Um, I think because it's such a new space, it's really the only way to go are your personal... Your, the things that you personally miss or want in your cannabis accessories that you already have. And... I don't I think we were all missing something a little bit more higher end that, you know, wasn't green or glass and didn't have a huge marijuana leaf on Mm -hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Something subtler with a beautiful design sensibility to it that didn't necessarily scream stoner.
2: Exactly. Yeah. We like to call them our coffee table accessories because they could kind of go either way. And I think we wanted something that would grind up the weed nice and fine and have something that you could ash it in. And then the dube tube, we all felt like we were carrying them around and they were getting crunched or they weren't what you wanted them to be. Or you had to bring all of your stuff if you were going somewhere. So this way you can roll your dube and put it in the dube tube and Mm -hmm. go to the party.
0: Do you know what the response has been like from the Kofo side? Like what sort of feedback they've been getting about partnering with you?
2: I feel like everyone, because the collaboration grew from just the accessories, then we opened up this store together at Stacked, where they have furnished the entire store with their furniture, and then our clothes are hung in there. So everything in there you're able to buy. And so I feel like when the Kofo customer comes in, they it's definitely a different customer, but it's the same customer in the way that they appreciate it the same as ours because of their attention to detail through their furniture. So they're different, but they're the same when it comes to the appreciation of what we made together.
1: Do you have your sights set on adding more accessories to the line? Can you talk about what's up next for Kofo Ellie Mae and then also what's up next just for Ellie Mae?
2: I feel like I would love to grow it Mm -hmm. and 420 is coming. So I, in my mind, I imagine a vintage Zippo to kind of go with the nice aesthetic. And I think we need something for all of our accessories to be carried in, maybe a nice tray, something along those lines. Yeah, I think that there's definitely some fun room to grow. Maybe a little bit more color. And you, like, in Ellie Mae specifically,
1: you have you design clothes, but then you also have a lot of vintage T-shirts and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, the the vintage Zippo kind of fits really well in, with that idea,
2: right? Yes, I'm definitely a vintage hoarder. I love any kind of vintage music, T-shirt or anything that feels like it's been worn for a 100 years. As a fashion designer, I want to pivot a minute
0: away from the, the cannabis space because the fashion industry has been in such a state of flux, especially for indie designers that kind of fall in that space between mass fashion and luxury, mass luxury brand fashion, how important are collaborations, be it with a cannabis focus or not, to you as a fashion designer in terms of staying relevant and, and in business, practically?
2: That's such a good question. And I think about it often because I think when we started this whole thing, collaborations were like few and far between, whereas now it feels like you're slow like to the game if you're not collaborating with people I think that they're really important but I think what's more important is who you're doing it with because I think you can you can go to all the effort and it can be for absolutely nothing if it's not the right person and you're better to just keep going solo until you find the right type of person or brand to collaborate with What are your thoughts on the intersection of cannabis and fashion and how
0: those two industries intersect?
2: I love it because I find them to be both so creative. And I think you use, like I partake in cannabis to be creative. um, And I think the overlap of kind of what's happening in them and like the Bebos, is that What Bebo? Yeah, (laughs) Bebo, Bebo. Uh, What he's created is so beautiful, and I think that having more fashion and cannabis kind of intersect, you will get more beautiful, designed, more thoughtful pieces like that.
1: Can you tell us what's next for the label? What are you What are you working on?
2: Right now we are working on launching summer, spring, summer 20. So that will launch on February 5th online and in our store. So that's physically launching while in the background we are working on fall 20 and about to get all of our fabric for spring, summer 21. (laughs) (laughs) The fashion cycle is so crazy sometimes, hey? It makes my head hurt, and I really thought that when we switched direct-to-consumer that it was going to be different because we kind of switched our calendar around since we manufacture everything in our studio so we can kind of produce closer to our actual due date, but I feel like our production manager would say she probably (laughs) hates it more, the new calendar, but you're always doing three seasons at once. It's just inevitable. You can't get away from it. (laughs) It's the way of the fashion designer. And I was just reflecting for a moment when
0: you were talking about, you know, as a designer and how you used cannabis um, creatively and whatnot. When I think of your designs, there's such texture to them, be it a spring summer line or a fall winter line, that I can see how they would, the whole experience comes
2: together in your designs. Definitely. I Texture is a huge thing for me. I think it's what attracts me when I'm in a store. It's what makes me go towards a certain product. So I, it's definitely how we pick our fabric, texture. And I think when you're partaking in the cannabis and going through your creative process, I love being able to see it, like when it's all said and done and listening to music and having a joint and creating I just I find such peace in that
1: awesome well thank you so much for coming down today we really appreciate you you being here thank you for having me that Uh, was fun such a
0: pleasure ellie Thank you so much for listening today. We are so grateful when you share on a high and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We would love to hear what you think via Twitter at B of C underscore Canada. Until next time, I'm Donna Bishop. And I'm Michelle Villado. And we look forward to you joining us again soon. This is Jay Rosenthal, co-founder of Business of Cannabis. This is a Business of Cannabis production.